0: There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that.
1: Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to the Modern Drummer Podcast. My guest today is the one and only Gina Schock from the Go-Go's.
0: Hey you guys, how you doing? I'm happy to be here with Billy. It's a beautiful day here in Brooklyn. I wish y'all were here.
1: Yeah, this is our first live interview in in a long, long time that we're doing something like actually at my studio.
0: And this is really a fantastic setup. I mean, this is the perfect setup. He's got the, it's for a drummer. This is so happening. I mean... I wish I had this set up at my house, but hopefully okay. I can get it together. I mean, in my when I'm in my house in LA, it was fantastic, I had a studio. Um, but since I moved to San Francisco, you know those Victorians. Yeah. Uh, no man, I gotta figure out a spot. I do have a place where I rehearse, but I want my own spot, like at my house, which is what I've been used to. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I...
1: You could always come to New... when you're in New York. You could always come here.
0: That's you nice to open,
1: open invitation, especially now that you're. a yeah, no, author, author, and a... I mean, check this out. Now, what I love about this book is it's not your typical biography. It's a photo book, but it's a little bit more than a photo book because, as we were talking about before, when we were talking about the book, it's photo-driven. But... Yes,
0: absolutely. I so, Billy, this book has been like percolating for decades to put this together, but. Because I have so many photos that I that I have in my possession, all my own personal stuff that I've kept over the years, stuff that I have where I've taken the shots, stuff that I've collected, you know, photos. I got posters. I got buttons. I, got. I mean, any every every tour tour. Uh, what you call it? Fucking tour. I was gonna say tour guide. Every tour book. I've got everything from every tour. I've saved it because they all mean something to me. Um, and I want to be able to look at it and remember what was happening, you know, and it's, at that particular time, it's wonderful to have all this stuff. Um, and, and, of course, now it made complete sense when I go to put this book together. I was just going to have it be all a book, a, 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 a photographic history of the band, right, coffee right, table right, style, right. you know. Um, but, which
1: it is. Which it is. But it's more.
0: Primarily, but it's more because then the publishers came me and they said, are you interested in writing something? Which immediately I was, like, turned off by because I thought i'm not a writer i don't know how to write a book i can write songs can't write a book but then when the fellow that helped me put this book together when steve and i sat down and started going through all the photos that were actually going to be because i picked out 500 okay and he was like no i gotta do at least half of them Mm -hmm. half of that amount so so uh when we when we started narrowing it down and i realized what was really going to be in the book i i um it's like it started flowing. The the, the words started, yeah.
1: The memories, right? Because, yeah, because The you, memories you look, come back. You, you look at the look photo, at the photograph, and you remember you go, what you oh, were thinking when right, you took it, and
0: right. then you remember what was actually going on during that period of time. That's in your what life. makes
1: it so personal. So oh, I love
0: it. you know, it then it then it evolved into a book of photos and words.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh. No. And and it's great because like I love this.
0: Uh, yeah. My drums. First, my drums were set up in my bedroom. First that's, drum kit.
1: I that, mean, you that's know. how
0: I learned to play drums. I come home from school every day, put headphones on, where's another picture of me with the headphones yes. on, um, and play with my favorite my favorite songs and my favorite bands. And I taught myself to play drums that way. Because I've and, never i never taken lessons. And you
1: play before. and you started playing bass first, right?
0: I started with bass because okay, so the story as it goes is that and the truth is true. Um, my brother took me to my first concert, concert which was Led Zeppelin, Open For The Who in 69. What
1: a show. 11,
0: I was 11, going on 12, and, um, that really blew my mind. Uh, I was 11, and I, I believe that I knew what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And as it turns out...
1: That's what you
0: did. I did do exactly what I thought I was going to do at the age of 11. I... Watched what happened on that stage that night, and all I could think of is I gotta be up on that stage. I don't care what instrument I play, just I gotta be on that stage, man. This—that's that, what I want to be doing. Magic. That that's what I mag- gotta do, that right? Was,
1: that was the magic. And
0: um and so then I then I started. Um, I, I mean, I was already spending all my money on concert tickets and albums and. Uh, magazines. Uh, cream magazine. you, you name it. Yeah, like, whatever. I saw a picture
1: of you a cream, cream Magazine. a boy
0: had a shirt. Yeah, okay. So I was already spending my money on that, but then I thought, okay, uh, i got to start buying instruments. So I bought a bass first and I bought a guitar. And, and, you know, I tried playing those. It took lessons and I did not have the patience for them. And I, it was, you know, a, bottom line is, when I bought drums and I sat down and I put headphones on and, and tried to play my favorite song, that. deal was done. That. It was right away that I knew that that was my calling. I didn't have to think about it. My body just did what it was supposed to do to follow those beats that I was listening to on those headphones. Um, it was it right. was really natural
1: and easy. And, I, and, I, and so, did what did you take lessons, drum lessons, at one point? I've just... never taken. So
0: I I actually did. Uh, I talked to Jeff about. Jeff Bacaro about taking lessons from his father, Joe, at one point. But I never did. I never did wind up doing that.
1: Yeah, you didn't need it.
0: Uh, my style was pretty set. Yeah, yeah and, 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 or bad, It's what it is. And, so.
1: and, and I read in here, uh, I think Charlotte said, I think it was Charlotte who said, you know, when you first got into the studio, Richard Goddard. First thing he
0: said, slow everything down?
1: Right, because the yeah. punk. You guys came from, like, Where, the punk
0: scene. Uh, we... The Gogos are a punk band, right? It? We All always right. will be when we play live. I think that shows a little bit. We're a little well, rich, that attitude, rough around the yeah. edges, in yeah. yeah. that attitude. And then
1: you had the attitude of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, roll. Everybody, and told, yeah. everybody thought you were sweet, innocent yeah. little girls, I, I know, and, right? But but you know what? It's that's what made the, the attitude, and that's what made it work.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was the five of us together, you know, and it was like us against the world. We're going to show people what we got. Nobody, none of these record companies. Would sign us? They weren't interested. All girl, an all girl band had never been hugely successful. Nobody wanted to, you know, take a chance with us. Finally, we did. After you know, twenty no's, we got one yes. That's all it took. It was Miles Copeland at his little independent label, IRS Records, yep. uh, distributed through A and M? Did the record deal? We didn't get paid much. We didn't have much money to make. I think we had sixty thousand to make that first first record. But but what Miles did that was brilliant is he brought Richard Goddard in to work with us now Richard he knew how to make records he's a song man yeah that guy knows how to write hit songs yep and he understands music he understands a label he started Sire Records with Seymour Stein the guy you know he's brilliant yeah Um, and he put us with Richard and plus Richard we also loved Richard because he had had just done the Blondie record I mean we were really into him Um, so he put us with, with, with Richard we went in came to New York started working on the record we made "Beauty and the Beat" here,
1: and then uh, you know we got the beat. I mean, that's, that's 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 that song is one of those songs that you could just hear that intro and you know what song it is.
0: I know. I feel like I am like one of a handful of drummers in the whole world, uh, in the history of music, whatever. Where you hear the drum beat and you you know exactly what's what's coming up. You right. know what that song's going to be just by that beginning of the song. That drum beat. Do, do, da, do, do, do that that sets it up yep. and you know what that was dumb luck that was just me playing what i felt um it wasn't something that i thought about charlotte brought in you know the eighth note progression on the guitar it. yeah and you know what and and i just i uh i just started playing the only thing that you know it's funny is like i I met Questlove at, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, when I was 11, I was trying to figure out what that drum beat is. I couldn't figure out what you were doing. Okay, so the only thing, it was, I mean, the beat's easy, but the thing that I did that is different is instead of playing that do-do-do, doo-doo, it was, instead of being on a tom-tom, a floor tom, I was using my kick, so I'm doing... Right. And the reason I did that is, I actually did think about this, was because, you know, your foot, your leg, it's more powerful than your arm. Right. And I wanted to fucking bash that,
1: yeah, that yeah, hit. Yeah, I wanted to, exactly, yeah. to,
0: to physically be able to feel the vibration of that kick, you know? Um, and so I did it on my kick drum instead of my floor top. So my kick is leading leading the way. That was a hook.
1: Was it a was hook, a hook, hook. Yeah. See, now this is what we try to teach the younger generation coming up, you know? Because back in the day, drummers didn't get credit for that should have been you know i don't you know i'm not to that's another whole story that we yes, can get into is. but yeah, yeah, yeah. drummers should get credit for certain things because without that beat that song may not have been what it was
0: uh you know i feel 100 percent that way and i think right off the bat of another song i think of hunt sales with lust for life
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know and that
1: Okay. With yeah, you uh, know what Maisha the song Verona. is
0: the minute you hear that beat. Only a handful of drummers can have take that kind of credit. Right. Hunt's one of them. Yep. Um, and you know it. It and with we got the beat is sort of it, exceptional in that it it the song is really about the drum beat. Yeah. You know you Got um, the beat.
1: I mean, come on. It's like yeah. it's an anthem. You know, it, 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 it became an anthem. Yeah, I don't know
0: what would have happened. If see, you didn't now, when,
1: when, when, when you when, when you guys first came out in the '80s, you know, I was already off, you know playing, and I was already see, I didn't think of you like oh, like as a girl group. To me, I just liked the band. I just liked the music. Wow, you're, you're that is really cute. nice to
0: hear. You were
1: all cute. And it was like, okay, this is cool. It wasn't, because I was never one of those, like I'm still against this hit like a girl thing. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. Because I, I, I was never one of those ones that said, oh, you're pretty good for a girl. I know. You know I, I, that was and like you know degrading. It was a lot like, of people said. That of all course, time. that's oh, you're the way really the whole thing. To this day, people are still doing it, and now there's more female drummers than ever, ever before. There sure is. So we try to teach them. You know, it's like get involved in the songwriting, get in there with your band, and let's talk a little bit about being in a band. What advice can you give these young? Because me growing up in a band, you being in a band. You can tell, I mean, you know, we spoke about the Beatles before the new documentary coming out. When you're in a band, there's a magic. And bands that last forever, because you guys last forever, and congratulations on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was just last week, so I mean, um, that's like about fucking time, but still. uh, um, But it's still an honor.
0: I'm still floating on air with that one. But that's the thing. It's like the five of you, that's what
1: made the Go Go's the Go Go's.
0: It was the five of us individually putting our parts into every song that gave this band the sound that we now know as the go-gos that made us successful right you know to me man the song is no good unless it's unless you put it on the on the right place to sell it like you can you can write as many songs as you want but unless you have the right platform to sell that song it doesn't mean anything right and vice versa. You can be the greatest player in the world, but if you don't have a good song to play, you're screwed. So to me, one, it's a 50-50 thing. One needs the other. And that's why I always have believed and believe to this day that everything, when you're in a band, should be split 50-50 with everybody. It should be split among everybody getting the same amount of money because without those particular members in that band... That's right. It wouldn't be what it is.
1: I agree. When you got a hit
0: song, it's all those elements combined that make it a hit song.
1: And all the bands that do do that, I know Queen did. Well, that they last forever. forever. They last they forever. They don't break up. Right.
0: The bands that right. don't split, under, they don't I know, fight. I know managers now that won't sign a new band unless they unless they split everything equally, because they know if the band has any amount of success,
1: they're going to break of, up. Right. They're going to break up band. because right.
0: somebody's making more money than and somebody else. And
1: if somebody wants to go out and do their own solo record, they do it. Solo, And then sure. they come back to the band. Agreed. One hundred percent. I agree. A- I mean, excellent, well, we think excellent the same Yeah, excellent advice. <laughs> okay.
0: To me, it's purely logic, you know? It's a very logical thing here, you mm. know? I mean...
1: I know, but it, believe it or not, you know, you still have egos. I know. Egos are always going to be part uh, yeah, sure, of business. Of and course. you got to have an ego to a certain point. You do? That sort of propels you... Right.
0: And, 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 and you gotta had... have
1: that friendly competition. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do this beat. Well, I'll well, check this out. I'm yeah. going to do this beat now. You know. So. I agree. It all it all adds but it up. It has to be friendly. It has to be friendly competition.
0: Well, yeah, because you're, you guys have ultimately one goal, <laughs> you know. Right. You have the same goal.
1: Right. You want to all be on the radio. You want that song to be a hit. That's right.
0: And you want as many people as possible to hear what you do.
1: So now I'm going to give you credit because I mean, you, you don't get the credit for really influencing see, I always go through this whole thing. There's certain drummers, and then certain drummers come along, they're great, great drummers, But then you have certain drummers that come along and they influence a whole generation to play drums. So you, being that you were a female, and it was unheard of back then, even though I didn't look at it that way. I just looked at, oh, these five cute girls and they're on MTV all day long. It's like, yeah, I like this. And I you like, like the what song. you hear. I you like know? the music, you right? That's close what...
0: your eyes and listen hey, to right. It's music, it's that, your ears. That's it's... what
1: it was about. And then, of course, the video, of course, MTV at that point, you know, that's what broke all those bands. And then you girls look great. So, of course, then as a guy, yeah, I'm going to watch <laughs> the video every time it comes on. It's sure, like, right. why not? But I already knew the songs, I already appreciated the songs. But you. As a female drummer back then, there wasn't that many female. And drum- I think we said Mo Tucker was the only other one.
0: Well, all, I'm in the just Hall saying, Fame, no, right? there were other female drummers. But um, when we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago, it was brought to my attention that I am the only, I am the second female drummer to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the first one was Mo Tucker.
1: Right, because I tried looking And that at- was
0: a sad fucking statement, you know.
1: Yeah, well and and the, and I can't believe that we found out today that you told me that the runways I thought they were in Oh no no no. So only Joan was in, in by yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when Joan got in, Tommy got in because it was great for Tommy price because uh Billboard took out a full page air. Yeah. Well Joan took it out for him, which was I mean to Joan's for a somebody good girl. For somebody to do that for their drummers, she's a is good a girl. Cool, yeah, she is,
0: deserves all the props she gets. She's a badass and But she's you you don't get the
1: people. credit that you deserve by influencing so many girls to pick up drumsticks.
0: You know, uh, and you, and guys. Yeah, I don't even I don't it's not something that I that I think about a lot, but uh when it's brought to my attention, I all I can say is that I'm I'm really grateful when I hear that I've influenced someone to pick up a set of sticks and want to play. Or If I've influenced a guy or a girl to want to sit down and write a song.
1: Right.
0: Or to just to be involved in music, you know, Um, sort of the idea, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's true. If I can do it. Yeah. i come from, uh, you know, Baltimore. I'm my family. I grew up in a very blue collar neighborhood, middle class, blue collar. My father worked on the docks um, and I had a dream growing up. And when you're 11 years old and you see Zeppelin open up for the Who, that dream's gotta come true.
1: Keith <laughs> Moon and John Bottom, God rest <laughs> their souls. Oh my but I God. mean, yeah, I mean, that's like, I could just picture you. I write that the first
0: line in the book, I think, is Baptism by Fire. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. So your brother had a lot. He took you to the concert, right?
0: Yeah, John did.
1: At 11 yeah. years well, old. bless his heart.
0: Yeah, he. He took me, well, Johnny was listening to the Stones and I was listening to what I started, you know, when he'd leave, I'd play his records and scratch them all <laughs> off and shit. You know,
1: he you hear, would chase that, me. That,
0: Johnny? Yeah, he'd chase me out of the room, you know. He'd, he'd get me, he'd, he'd run me into my bedroom and then I'd get under the bed and he'd go get a fucking broom. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd tell him a bitch. You know, and I'd, yeah, I'd scratch his records all up. Did
1: off he play your drums though? No,
0: John was never, instrumented, never uh, uh, interested in okay. that.
1: Because sometimes like it could have been the opposite. When you left, he would be playing your yeah. drums, and you'd come he, home and say, who my, touched my drums? No,
0: my brother was a very studious guy. He was a bookworm. All he was interested, he was just interested. He went to, to college, he did very well. Uh, he, he wanted to be a, a history professor, my there brother, you go. believe it or not. Uh, yeah, he's an academic. He's, he
1: wasn't interested. Yeah, I musicians, mean, like it man. takes a certain personality to be yeah it does
0: yeah and you you know you got to be
1: you got to be kind of unafraid
0: and and uh like you know I mean I left Baltimore when I was 21 John's never left you know he's comfortable there he does as does he does very well he owns apartments and buildings he's done very well for himself um and uh, everything as far as my brother and I go our success is all due to, to my parents
1: who were to support supportive parents? That's what we oh say my all God. the time. Especially they, drums.
0: They were like two angels sent from heaven. I swear to God, man, my parents were so supportive every step of the way in my career. For me, making that first trip to L.A. I mean, I don't know if I could be a parent and allow my 21 year old girl to drive across country in my my husband's pickup truck, and and I, I don't know if I could do that. But you know, I I would call them every day, and you know something. And my no whole, cell phones back then. No, and my, my whole life, I think I called my mother just about every day. I'm, I was extremely close to, to my parents. Very, very close. They were my rock. They were my inspiration. They were my biggest support system. Um, I, anything I've become or done that's really worthy of anything is because
1: of them. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful it's thing. It's really, and it's true. And, and, it, it, and, and I find that most Musicians who do make it to the capacity that you do, they did have the support of their parents.
0: It's nice to hear. I mean, I, I mean, everybody in especially my family, especially drums,
1: had... because well, drums yeah, is I know. Not a, you know, drums it's like, you know, we, we still, I, you know, I get people and they say, uh, you know, they'll come here and they'll, I'll show them the drums and they go, oh, can I get drums? And the, the first thing the parents go, is, no, no, uh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I when I and, and I was talking about this the other day, I was like, wow, my parents, they really were saints. Because to allow me to, I come home from school every day, and before dinner, I do my homework, and I get up in that bedroom, put those headphones on, and bang on those drums every goddamn day. Now they couldn't even hear the music, you know. I've got right, headphones, got headphones on, so, so all they're hearing is drums,
1: drums, which,
0: which is like
1: even as a drummer, sometimes drums alone just yeah, sounds it's, like it's noise. maddening. That's maddening. Sounds like noise. <laughs> and
0: they didn't really drink or anything, so.
1: I <laughs> I know. Now I I was fortunate myself that my parents were really uh, cool about it. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way because otherwise, you know, and like you say, going away, you know, especially back then. Yeah. Same thing. I don't, you know, I, I, it's a big thing. Yeah, and then a being big... a girl, you know, and even that, though I don't uh, like to uh, stereotype, but... About,
0: yeah, you know what I mean? They feel like you're And, more... and the first
1: band you were in was all, was all guys, right? It was all these guys. Yeah, because there teams wasn't teams too many girls playing at the right, time. Right, exactly.
0: exactly. So, yeah, that's yeah.
1: a big thing for your parents. that They believed in you. They let you do They absolutely did, and they were just... They, they raised were... you right. They knew you were a good girl. They knew that you, you know, had a good head on your shoulders. And I think, they yeah. They
0: I think so. They, they did. They certainly had to trust me in a in a major way to allow me to do to leave my comfort zone, my safety zone.
1: Right. You know. So let's let's talk about um you as a songwriter now, because yeah. I'm just finding that out myself. And I listened to House of Shock <laughs> last night yeah. and it was it was great. And you talk about that in the book, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, let's talk about I didn't know. You wrote a song for Miley Cyrus and for Selena Gomez. Yeah.
0: Um I Tell me about that. Well, you know, Uh, when I started to take songwriting more seriously, it was probably on the second record of the Go-Go's second album. And then I just started to really try to get better at it. And I worked at it for years and I had some songs with the Go-Go's. Then when the band broke up from 85 to 90, I was like, what in the hell am I going to do? I'm not cut out to be a studio drummer. I got to, I got to put a band together. That's my comfort zone as a band. I love being in a band. And so I did. I put the well, house of shock was basically myself and, and a fellow named Vance DeGeneres,
1: whose sister happens to be Ellen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, you see, that's right. It's all you know, it's you're all coming to, together, right? You never, yeah. You, you, you never put two and two together.
0: Crazy. I, yeah. He had just moved from New Orleans, and he was in L.A. and we found each other and started working and writing. And his sister was just coming into. To L.A. and playing, you know, comedy, comedy shows. Yeah, wow. right. He's like, oh, my sister's a comedian, and so, you know, we started hanging out with Ellen, and um you know, she you was... hung out with a
1: lot of John Belushi. with John Belushi. Yeah, yeah. John was a, a
0: was a friend.
1: Steve Martin.
0: I mean, look, I've been around. So, uh,
1: uh. But it's com- c- comedians, it's like, it's pretty cool. It's like.
0: Well, that Steve Martin is not the Steve Martin you think of. The guy Oh, that was is that the with, agent? No, it's the Steve Martin. He's a filmmaker. His name's Steve Oh,
1: yeah. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: because I know when you guys did Sign It Alive, that was a big thing.
0: Yeah, um, uh, no, the Steve Martin was the fellow that, that was my, that is still my friend, and his brother Doug. They're identical redheaded twins did the art design for this book. Well, there's a picture of the two of them in the book. Right, right. And Steve's the guy that encouraged me to come to L.A. and let me stay at his house and introduced me to the Go-Go's. There
1: you go. Right? So, you know, yeah, That's the thing about, you know... I've
0: known those guys since 1978, and I love them both. They're still my very dear friends. That's great. Um, Yet, it's very important when you find good people to just always keep in contact and... and, remember what's important in life and that's love and good friends um and being healthy of course but whatever uh anyway where the hell were we oh songwriting
1: um, yeah with the Miley Cyrus so and- so
0: okay so so then Vance and I put the band together and uh, we wrote stuff uh, we did one show one show we played I got Miles Cope and became my manager I asked Miles to manage to manage the band, and you were a
1: fan of Stewart, obviously, because yeah, you guys played. You all played for the police, right? For
0: police on, on
1: the and tour. the Rolling Stones, and
0: yeah, and Bowie and all that. Whatever. What a career. Anyway, what a um, career. so
1: unbelievable so, career.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that I've had this life, man. Anyway, okay, so so we did the House of Shock We did one show at the Roxy and got a record deal. That's pretty incredible, I say. But it didn't work out. We put the record out and it was starting to get some steam. It was great. And then the whole regime changed. Well, that's when I was going to say, didn't
1: everybody, that's when the everybody industry got fired. Right, they all got right. fired.
0: And uh, Tom Wiley, who was the a and guy that had signed me, he said, Gina, I'm going to let you know right before this comes down. If you want out of your deal now, I will let you out because everybody's getting fired. So, of course, I said, yeah, I want out. I want to be stuck in a deal and be a tax write-off for the fucking Record company, exactly. which happens to, and they you don't have the
1: support of the people who actually. The people you in. that come in
0: aren't interested in you. They didn't sign you. Right. They want to bring in. They want to make a name for themselves and bring in new people. Right. Right. So everybody knows that story. So whatever, I left. I got fed up with the business. Came to New York, started to take songwriting even to the next level, where I didn't want to be in a band. I just wanted to be a writer. So I came here and I got a publishing deal at MCA with a fellow named John Alexander, signed me, and I just worked here for many months and wrote with lots of different people and in the meantime the Go-Go's had gotten back together in 1990 um and so we can we've since been together since 1990 and we play every year just about and um
1: and next year there's gonna be some shows right?
0: yeah so let me finish my whole songwriting shit cause I, you're getting ahead of me and then I won't remember what the hell I'm talking <laughs> about uh yeah so anyway that's you know I started really really concentrating on songwriting and still doing the Go-Go stuff and um um And then like in 2000, whatever, I don't know. uh, I started working with these other two fellows and um, I had an in at Disney. And Miley Cyrus was still at Disney and Selena Gomez was a new artist at Disney. And um, I was writing for a project that the Go-Go's were doing. And as it turns out, that didn't work out. They were trying to put together a a new version of the Go-Go's, a young version of the Go-Go's. It didn't work out. But they loved the songs that I had handed in. Nice. Okay? So they took him to the head of A&R there, and he played this song, Breakout, for Miley. She had finished her record, and she heard the song and went in and recorded it, and it became the title track and the name of the album, Breakout. So that was like, oh, yes. Wow, that's and funny. then he said, hey, I got another artist Her named Miley Cyrus. So we started writing for her. We wrote four songs and got all four on the record, and also the title track, the name of the album. Oh, uh, man, that's so incredible. so so that was really great. And um,
1: and, then, and so so starting on the bass and then playing guitar and back then and, and being in a song oriented band. It all paid yeah, away.
0: you know, um, I don't know. I just feel like you're capable of as much as you want to put yourself out there. If you. If you have it in you, belief and
1: uh, determination,
0: determination, you know, you can do it. I did it.
1: Yep, and you did it well.
0: And I'm, you know, I worked hard, but I, I really have stayed focused on what's important. And regardless, music is like the biggest addiction I'll ever have in my life. I could never get away from it. I've tried. Right. I've tried walking it's away from away, right, it. Fools right. it, it you back in. It's like it's so ingrained in my being, you know. It's what you are. It's what you it, are. It, it is what it's I am, a, it, and it'll, it, it'll, it, it'll never that, go. That's away. you,
1: and it, it shouldn't. You, you know, you're one of the you, you're one of the most successful artists on the planet. You're in a successful what? band. You know, it's you I'm, did it. I'm uh you did it, and you're in the Rock and Roll oh, Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's, That's like, always
0: nice to be, yeah, to be course, recognized in that way, right? and
1: now, do, Before we go, do you think the Go Go's are going to do a new record?
0: Oh, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing: we're working on a project right now with someone who is incredible, and well, we
1: won't say yet. Very but powerful, that for, very powerful in the store. business.
0: And uh, uh, this project that we're working on, I'm thinking will happen in 20 twenty two and um there will definitely be music involved. So we'll be we'll be And, 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 and you guys had a Broadway
1: show, right? Yeah,
0: we and it just it just opened up again. Um we had a Broadway show called Head Over Heels. Right. And it just opened up at the Pasadena Playhouse uh this past week. So it'll be around. The the, the musical music is gonna be around be around
1: forever. You know? You know um those songs.
0: And the documentary was incredible yeah, the documentary. and sort of like opened everybody's eyes to, to what was you know, to who the Go-Go's really are, where we right, come right. from, that we were really a punk band and you know, um and then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then my book and uh my book tour and uh, We're doing shows. Uh, It's all really good.
1: No, it's great. Congratulations on all your success. I wish you continued success. I am so grateful. Thank you, my darling.
0: It's Uh, such a pleasure.
1: Check it out. It's good. It's a good book. It's it's excellent. And um, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next time on the Modern Drama Podcast. Yeah.